All right. Good morning, everyone. We want to thank everyone who did join us. This is our very first meeting for the month of October. And if you remember from last week, I mentioned that we were going to talk about what it meant to become overcomers of faith, or overcomers of fear through our faith. And we've been looking at it and piecing it together. In August, we talked about how knowledge of God is important. And then in September, we talked about how that knowledge of God helps build our faith. And in October, what I want us to learn is that that knowledge and that faith can help us overcome fear, doubt, and worry, and everything else. So, I invite you, if you will, to go ahead and turn with me to Isaiah. Chapter 41. Now, you may be having a couple of different translations, but in our pews is the King James Version, and so that's what I'm going to read this from. Isaiah 41, verse 10, says this. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Now. Fear thou not. Do not be afraid, right? Now. How many of us have ever been afraid or scared of something? Now, I'm not necessarily talking about when we were children and we'd go to sleepovers and we liked to gather around and tell scary stories or read scary books or watch scary movies and then we had that moment of... (gasps) I'm not talking about those moments, because we all kind of have those moments, don't we? I'm talking about the things that we're afraid of beyond just one instantaneous moment of time. I'm talking about the things that cause us to experience fear, the emotion of fear, and maybe even just the very mention of it. Those things that do more than make us gasp for a breath because of the shock of it, but actually experience fear. Now, for some of us, those things can be heights, spiders, snakes, 
Spiders and snakes are on my list, yeah. Now, how about fear for some other things, like germs, clowns, flying, public speaking. Some of us have things that we're afraid of, right? Things that cause us to what? Fear, right? Are you afraid of? Now, when I was a kid, I remember this show that we used to watch to give us those <gasps> moments, right? And it was actually called, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Right? And it talked about the things that may go bump in the night. Those are some things we're afraid of, right? But how many of us are actually afraid of the dark? The things that we're afraid of. Now, would you know that there are actually things in this world that people are afraid of? Phobias that have been given names that when you think of it almost sound a little crazy. Now, I apologize ahead of time if there is anybody out there who has any of these fears that I am about to list. But there are people who are afraid of cats, of dogs. Those may be understandable. But then there's people who are afraid of chapsticks. You know, eating utensils. There's people who are afraid of coming to church. Apparently that's what happened to everyone today. There's people afraid of listening to sermons. But one of the most popular fears, if we're honest, we almost all kind of experience it, is the fear of who they can think they knows. Nobody wants to guess because it's probably due to this fear. It's the fear of failure. The fear of failure. Everyone was like, oh, I may be, but I don't want to be wrong. Because if I'm wrong, I what? Fail. So that fear of failure is actually one of the most popular things. Because fear is exactly that. Emotion, right? You guys ever seen that movie Inside Out from Disney that came out? And it talked about the emotions. And one of the emotions was what? Fear. In the movie, these emotions took on personas. And they were little characters. Happiness, sadness, joy, mad, and fear. And in one of the episodes... And one of the times where fear was in control because joy, who normally controlled things, was gone and absent. And sadness was missing. Fear got to be in control. And when fear drives us and joy isn't present, our life is itself can become a very scary place, right? But... We listened to Isaiah 41, verse 10. 
And this time I'm going to read it. from a different passage, Isaiah. Chapter 40. Verse 10. Says this. According to the message, which is a paraphrase, it says, and this is actually 9 through 11, Climb a how mountain Zion, you're a preacher of the good news. Raise your voice, make it good and loud, Jerusalem. You're a preacher of good news. Speak loud and clear and don't be timid. Tell the cities of Judah, look, your God, look at him God the master comes in power, ready to go into action. He is going to pay back his enemies and reward those who have loved him. Like a shepherd, he will care for his flock, gathering the lambs in his arms, hugging them as he carries them, leading the nursing ewes to good pastures. Do not be timid. Now, in the coming weeks, we're going to talk about another passage of scripture that's talking about us not to be afraid. And that's this passage that says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, a spirit of timidity. And this one says here, you know, don't be timid. Just know that God is going to be in control of whatever it is that you may need. Now, many of us may be using the NIV version. we may have read Isaiah 40 instead of 41. <laughs> Isaiah 41, 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We were actually looking at the wrong scripture earlier. The message version of Isaiah 41, 10 says, don't panic. I haven't, don't panic, I am with you. There is no need to fear for I am your God. I will give you strength. I will help you. I will hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you. Don't panic. The NIV version had told us So do not fear, for I am with you, and do not be dismayed, for I am your God, and I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you. I will strengthen you, help you, and uphold you with my righteous right hand. And that's what we're going to look at today. I think there's a lot that we can learn from just that one passage in Isaiah. We can learn that God's presence secures us. It satisfies us. It strengthens us. It supplies for our provisions and our needs. And it sustains us for whatever is going to come in the future. Now, the first thing is, 
It's telling us do not fear, do not be afraid, don't panic, right? Because God is there. Be secure in knowing that God has got this. There's a study out. It was published. And the author was um, Brian Turner, and he emphasized that security is both the reality and the feeling. The reality of security is mathematical, based on the probability of different risk and the effectiveness of different countermeasures, right? But security is also a feeling based on the individual psychological reactions to both the risk and the countermeasures. And the two things are different. You can be secure even though you don't feel secure, and you can feel secure even though you're really not. But the thing is, is when we are secure, fear can prevent us from feeling it. Fear can prevent us from feeling secure in the promises of God. Fear can prevent us from even recognizing that we are not alone. That we can feel secure in the presence of God. The Bible tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. That he is always there for us, always there with us. Philippians 4.9 says that God of peace shall be with us. He will be there with us. The God of peace shall be with us. And in John 6, chapter 20, He just says it simply. But then he said unto him, Be not afraid. Now, that verse sounds simple. And you're like, well, we were already talking about fear, so what does that have to do about being secure in the presence of the Lord? You do some reading before verse 20. And you'll find out that the disciples are on a boat. And it's a storm. And they are what? Afraid. They are beyond afraid in, in a moment. They are experiencing fear. They are pretty sure that they're going to perish. Which, for those who may not know, that means die. <laughs> and even though they knew that the Lord was there, they weren't secure enough in his presence, secure enough in the fact that he could handle it. That he had to say, 
Don't be afraid. Fear not. Jesus struggled with the disciples and fear because fear when it comes to God's provision and promise in our lives is goes against faith. That's why it's important for us to learn to be overcomers of fear because fear destroys faith. When the disciples feared that they couldn't do something, when they feared that something wasn't true, that it wouldn't happen as Jesus has said, as the Bible had foretold, then they failed to do things. Last month we talked about faith, just the size of a monster seed being able to move a mountain, right? Jesus had to make that illustration to them because their fear and their doubt blocked out their faith. It may have even been bigger than a mustard seed, but still the fear and doubt prevented them from doing what needed to be done. And we too doubt. When fear is in control, we tend to think we're all alone. The challenge is for us to know that God is there. So do not be afraid. For what? I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. The second one says, do not be dismayed, right? Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. When we are unsure of something, we experience doubt and fear, don't we? Have you guys ever had a faith fall test where you and a partner test whether or not you trust them enough to catch them? We've used it as an illustration a couple of times, and for me... I'll be honest, I always prefer to be the catcher and not the faller. Because I always have a problem trusting the catcher. I'm like, don't worry, I'll catch you, I got this, you know. As opposed to, oh yeah, I know you're back there and go for it. It's like kids, when they're little, don't worry, don't doubt. They know. Whether it's true or not, they just believe. That if they fall, if they jump, well then someone's going to catch them. God will satisfy 
our souls. We just have to believe. He will give us peace. So we don't have to be in dismay. We don't have to worry. Isaiah 58. Says, the Lord will guide you always. When you're unsure of where to go, don't worry because the Lord's your guide. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. The Lord will satisfy you. Satisfy all of your needs. He provides for us. He looks after us. We don't need to have to worry or be dismayed. Psalms 107.9 simply says this. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Oftentimes when we're in need... That's when doubt kicks in. Because we begin to doubt the provisions of the Lord. But Isaiah 41.10 teaches us that he strengthens us and he supplies for us. When we talk about strength, one of the easiest verses to come to mind is Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. But just take a moment and turn over to Philippians. We're going to look at verse four, uh, chapter 4. Now, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I can do all things through who? Christ, right? But if you look down to verse 19, not only does he strengthen us, but verse 19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ. Here Paul is telling people, be thankful. 
for what you have. Verse 12, he had told people, you know, I know what it's like to be without. I know what it's like to have plenty. And I've learned just to be content in whatever I have. Right? And then he says in verse 13, right after, he goes, but I know that he can give me strength for whatever comes my way. And I know in verse 19, he says, that he will provide for all of the needs. For all of the needs. According to the riches that come from Jesus, right? And finally, God's promise can sustain us. How many of us have ever worried about what was going to happen tomorrow? How many of us have ever been afraid of what the future has held? We get anxiety. Sometimes that anxiety leads to indigestion, right? Anxiety and fear can physically manifest themselves in our lives to the point where it affects our health. And that's where faith comes in. That's where trust comes in. That's where knowledge of God and his word will come in. You've ever heard the term, I was immobilized by what? Fear? I mentioned those scary movies that people like to watch sometimes. I'll be honest, sometimes I do too. And you always see those people and you have those people who are literally frozen, right? And you're yelling at them, move, move, why aren't you running? Right? And it's always because of the fact that they are too afraid to function. They're too afraid to think clearly. Clear enough to know that you should probably run away from the guy who's chasing you. We, in a moment of clarity, can definitely determine that that is probably what we should do. But we're not the ones who are in that moment of fear. We're not the ones who are allowing that emotion to control us. But if we ever find ourselves in a place where fear controls us, we find ourselves in the same spot sometimes. One of the ways that Christians allow fear to control them is when it comes to sharing the gospel. You want to talk about fear immobilizing you, Fear of failure, fear of embarrassing yourselves. Your tongue becomes glued to your mouth because you are too afraid of what they might say and how they might react that you fail to share the gospel when given opportunities to. It happens to all of us sometimes, doesn't it?
we allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by fear. Because we begin to doubt the Lord will provide. Last month, we talked about Jeremiah, who was afraid that because he was too young, people wouldn't listen to him. He was afraid that he wouldn't know what to say. And God gave him the words. He placed his words in his mouth, didn't he? Why are we afraid that the Lord can't do the same to us? He's already told us what to say. That's what the gospel's for. Jeremiah didn't have Jesus in the illustrations and the parables of the New Testament. We do. They're great ministry tools. They tell us what to say. They tell us what we're to tell people. But we worry too much about tomorrow that fear prevents us from enjoying today. Mentioned that movie Inside Out, right? Joy disappeared and fear was in control. And when fear was in control, things were crazy. Don't allow fear to override our joy. Trust that the Lord will provide. We may be in a state of uncertainty, not knowing what is going to happen tomorrow. But here's the thing. Luke chapter 12. Starting with verse 25. Who of you, by worrying can add a single hour to your life. Who of you, by being afraid, can gain another day? Right? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown in the fire, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little, what's that word? Faith. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all these things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not worry. Do not be afraid. Worry and fear are hand in hand. They're like cousins. Maybe not even cousins. They're like twin sisters. When you're worrying about something, it's because you're afraid of something. And when you're afraid of something, you start to worry about it. But God's promise for us to never leave us, to strengthen us, to provide for us. To uphold us are all true. Fear will never change it. 
be able to just prevent us and mobilize us so that we can't claim it. Fear thou not, for I am the, with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 41.10 Fear not, for I am with you. I will strengthen you. I will provide for you. If he cares and provides for even the birds and the flowers. Only fear makes us think that he won't do the same for us. Fear is what prevents us from realizing the extent of his love for us. I mean, think about it. He sent Jesus to die for us while we were yet still sinners. We sang that song earlier. That talked about whom shall I fear, right? The God of angels' armies is on my side. That nothing formed against us will stand. Why are we afraid? Why do we worry? Why do we doubt? As we go throughout this month, we're going to look more into that. We're going to look about how our faith can strengthen us. How God can strengthen us to overcome fear. So that all that's left is our faith. So that we can say what the other song said, blessed be his name. Whether we're in the desert place, wandering through the wilderness, we won't be in a place of fear because of the unknown, but instead we will say blessed be his name and joy will be in control of our lives because we have faith that the Lord is able to provide for our needs. We're going to sing a song, or have a song play as we have our time of prayer. And as it plays, we invite you to come.
Father, we just come before you right now this day, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for us, Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you. That you love us, that your love is always there for us. And that your strength and your power can help overcome any fear that we may have in our lives. And Heavenly Father, we just claim that. We claim peace. We claim your provision. We claim your strength. We claim guidance that we may have no questions, Lord, in our lives according to your will that we may be governed. And Lord, just be with us now this day. And help us to overcome all of our fear. We ask these things in your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.